0: So the next thing I'd like to do is start taking a look at some of the notes. So let me um, just have you scroll down or turn the page uh, and let's start taking a look a little bit more in depth at these uh, skills, these uh, these foundations. And the first thing that I'd uh, like to uh, do is just remind you, as you can see written on this page, that We're talking about the foundations of reading. That's area A of the model. So all of the notes correspond to the model pretty much one-to-one, where A refers to area A, the foundations of reading kindergarten. Keep in mind that concepts about print and phonemic awareness are these foundations. They're taught separately but concurrently. Now, when we do concepts about print, there is a particular order to the instruction. We go from book to sentence to word and letter concepts, and that letter concepts are the highest. PBD and Q are typically learned last. You may wish to note on this point that the reason that they're uh, learned last is because of overgeneralizations, that the child's going to overgeneralize a concept like everything looks the same no matter how you turn it, when in fact with letters that's not the case. A couple of activities to know will be big book readings and morning messages and you must have seen big book readings by now where a teacher has a big book on an easel, for example. And that big book is going to be open, and the teacher is going to be modeling directionality, pausing maybe to model word boundaries, and modeling all of the things related to uh, concepts about print, all of this book, sentence, word, and letter concept stuff. Morning messages, as you know, it's like uh, maybe the kindergarten news or something like that, and the teacher will begin with, by writing on the board or on a big piece of paper, today is and then whatever today happens to be, and every day this is done to indicate that we're going to be starting our sentences with a capital, we'll be reading in this direction, we'll be doing all of the stuff related then to concepts about print using um, an activity like a morning message. Another activity that's really common is the LEA, language experience approach or language experience activities, and this is where maybe a child will tell you a story and they'll say I played at my friend's house and they'll draw themselves, for example, maybe playing at their friend's house with a dog, as you can see, I'm no artist, but then the teacher will write that sentence beneath the picture, and they'll practice reading it together, and as the child progresses, maybe they'll begin to provide their own caption, and we'll talk about spelling in another uh, lesson, But the point is that, again, we're working on concepts about print and we're working on uh, directionality. Now, another activity that's important for you to know is the one that's called trace and say. So let me write that in here. Trace and say. And a trace and say activity is one that might be used for all the letters, but certainly will be used for letter confusions. Like, let's say a child has a P-B confusion. The type of activity that you want to do is a trace and say activity, and that's where... You will teach the child metacognition, and you're going to use kinesthetics, and you're going to use multisensory activities, and you're going to use <clears throat> tactile sensations. For example, a metacognitive portion of this activity would be saying down, and up, and around to form the letter, and it's metacognitive because you could have the child thinking through how to create the letter by using little tags down up and around down up and around down up and around and also physically tracing that letter with the finger gives a sort of a tactile association with it and helps the child use other senses and other skills to identify the letter so please be sure that you understand that trace and say activities are both multisensory and metacognitive multisensory in that they use many senses metacognitive in that they provide some kind of way to think through the shape of the letter, for example, down, up, and around would be the metacognitive portion of that activity. Okay, so that takes care of the foundations of reading. Let's take a look now, if we could, at phonemic awareness, and we get that in your, your window a little better. This is a separate skill, uh, remember. Here what we're trying to do is simply identify sounds, and we're going to do it in an order. We're going to begin by just identifying sounds, blending sounds, and then ultimately segmenting sounds. Now, let's imagine that we are working with a kindergarten child and the target word is cat. And we start by identifying sounds. So the teacher says this word cat and asks the child, what's the first sound you hear in cat? Well, the student's response is going to be cut uh, Now, that S stands for the student. T is for teacher, uh, obviously. So, in identifying an, an initial sound, we want the child to give you a first sound. Now, you certainly could go after the final sound. Medial sounds might be a little hard to hear, but that's the most basic phonemic awareness level that we can discuss. The next level, blending, where we have ka, at ta, a teacher saying separate phonemes and the student blending them together, this is an activity that's a little bit more advanced than simply identifying an initial or a final sound. Here the child is to assemble all the phonemes that they hear. Segmenting sounds, for example cat, here the teacher says a spoken word, but look, the student is asked to account for all of the phonemes heard in that word. For example, not just saying the initial or the final or the medial, but all of them and segmenting, remember, is the highest level of phonemic awareness, and you can consider it to be one important exit criteria for getting out of kindergarten. As far as activities go, Elkanen boxes and other multisensory techniques are very, very common, and let's uh, see if I can't use the real estate at the bottom of this page to uh, show you a couple of things. In Teaching a child uh, how to segment, you might have to do something multi-sensory. So let's start off by looking at a picture of a duck. Let's say that you've got a whiteboard, for example, and we'll make a big old whiteboard right here. We have placed a picture of a duck, and that's the best darn duck that I can draw. We ask the child how many sounds are in duck. Well, in this sound box activity, or, or Elkanan, or elkonin, however you want to pronounce it, this type of activity, we want the child to tell us that there are three sounds in duck, duh, uh, and ka. Remember, we're not counting letters. That's not what phonemic awareness is about, because no print is used during these activities. And let's say our child says that there are seven sounds in duck. Well, clearly they have no clue how many sounds there are in ducks. So you have to do something multi-sensory and perhaps uh, metacognitive. So on your little whiteboard underneath the picture of a duck you would draw these little boxes, three boxes beneath it, and then give them three little tokens or three pennies, placing them on the whiteboard and then having the child physically move these markers into the boxes. For example, they'll move this marker into the cell going duh and uh and and clearly these little markers would be gone because now they're inside of the, um, the the boxes at this point. But you do that separately, and you could even teach the child to count them now, one, two, and three. There are three sounds in duck, not seven. So Elkanen boxes, then, are a very, very important activity for you to know, especially for teaching child who are having difficulty segmenting because it is, in fact, multisensory, it's kinesthetic, and it is metacognitive. So just to sum up, to exit kindergarten, both concepts about print and phonemic awareness must be in place, especially segmenting. Letter naming and segmenting really are the exit criteria and something else that you might want to note I won't write the bullet in here but maybe you want to jot it down um, in the margin is that segmenting is extremely important for all of these reading programs and and even for the standards the idea is that segmenting predicts reading success in the later grades if for example we had visited um, an adult school where we have um, adults who are having great difficulty learning to read they would say that it isn't perhaps the lack of books though that might be a factor. It isn't the lack of letter naming, though that may may be a factor. The biggest predictor is going to be segmenting. It would be said that these folks, unfortunately, have a difficult time segmenting and therefore have a difficult time with one of the most important predictors and one of the most important foundations of learning to read. Okay, well, the next place that we are going to uh, go is back to our little model. And now I'm going to do the big reveal so that you can understand why these foundations are so important, why these foundations of concepts about print and phonemic awareness are so important in this area, decoding and fluency. So let's pick that up when I come back.